long cast. Jesus, he looks exceptionally long. He's, well, he's long. He just doesn't show How did he get so long? He's always been long. He's long like his daddy. Buddy Bonanza, Variety Show podcast about comedy culture connection. I am your Captain Woo Woo. I'm Rambo. Rambo is che- on the ship. Check the guns, baby. Hey, baby, where's your boarding pass? Uh, where, where, where we're going, we don't need boarding passes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, people. Uh, first off, cheers to my friend. Drinking's good. Drinking's, Drinking's fun. fun. Mm-hmm. Drinking in my big white bum. Your white privilege is disgusting right now, okay? Oh. What are you drinking? What is that? You know me, I'm a cider bitch. Cider bitch. Two Town Cider House. I'm a couple shots of Crown Royal in. And awesome. I've got a shot here, so you just let me know when you want me to take it. Absolutely. Uh, I am sipping... Uh, That's the famous box. I, I'm drinking that red wine because it, it's like uh, a, a liquor blanket. Like, I feel like that little uh, little bear on the downy... On the downy box, oh, cuddling yeah. the toxins, <laughs> you know, like that's how I feel with the. He's not the 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 toilet paper bear, is it? No, no, that's Charmin. I wonder if they're just buddy they, bears. They might be neighbors. They smell like shit. They smell like chemicals. shit, and then the chemicals kind of mask the shit. So this is a podcast today. We're doing a podcast about uh, shit and scents. Actually, I, my cat shit is disgusting, and. It's awful, but the like cat litter we have is Glade or some shit, and mm. that kind of upsets me almost more because mm-hmm. it's like this super fake. It, it almost hurts my brain. Yeah, but I, it's kind of trapped between a rock and a hard place with that one, aren't you? Yeah, no, it's pretty disgusting. Um, all, shout all, out to Jerry's shits. Yeah, Jerry's shits. Love you, bud. Uh, today's podcast is actually going to be about spirituality. We want to talk about how. You know, certain concepts we can apply in our day-to-day life. But first off, Alex, how the fuck are you doing, baby? I am good! Yeah, fire. Life's been good. Uh, We're turning you more and more into a deadhead. Yeah. That's been, like, really fun for me. We did a lot of dead. Tell tell everyone about all the Grateful Dead we watched and listened to. Yeah, so on Amazon Prime... There's a Grateful Dead documentary called Long Strange Trip. Six episodes, probably, I don't know, five hours total runtime. Even if you don't listen to the band, it's just a really well done show. You learn a lot about culture in the 60s and the ethos behind the band and like sort of what it all means. And so I, we, we've been watching it. We're on episode five now, almost done. Uh, you're enjoying it? Yeah, so I... This is actually kind of cool because it ties into the episode just nicely. So Perfect. I was thinking about uh, death the other night. I was up between the hours of 12 and 2 doing like the look up the Tom Cruise height and then connecting oh with our God. 245 audience, you know. Those guys are yeah. classic. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. I was I was there for you guys that night. And uh, no, I, I was thinking about death and I was thinking about um, just that kind of fear of being like a, you know, like a distant star in this remote galaxy where all my friends and family are far away you know the stuff you think about when you're a kid it's kind of scary but um i was getting a little panicky almost 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 on a verge of an, an anxiety attack and i ended up um remembering some of the spirituality practices that i've been giving a lot of attention to this year and then i started thinking about oh i had a dream i woke up from a dream about the grateful dead jerry garcia released a christmas album yeah you're telling me about that, that sounds incredible yeah and i remember him being in my apartment and like my eyes were on him like i was just a spectator fly on the wall and jerry garcia was like 
there were people trying to break in the house. I've had a lot of these weird dreams where like people are trying to break in my house and it was like Jerry Garcia like writing a song and dealing with it as he would if that mm. were to happen. Just kind of like, I remember him like walking around the bathroom with his guitar on, like, and, and just like he was, there was like a Christmas album he was working on. Like, it just, so I, in addition to the spirituality practices, I did listen to the Grateful Dead for probably two hours that night, and it did, it did help me out. It did 2 a.m. Yeah, I was, uh, like that, uh, Elliot Smith song, right? So, food. so I was up, I was up really late that night, just, but I was able to kind of, um, come to terms with death and everything that that's about. So, I yeah. think that's a beautiful story. And in the first episode of that, the, the the actual term, Grateful Dead, the words together, it's an old folklore. And the idea is you're, there's a traveler who happens upon, um, I believe it's a body, a dead body that is just laying out in the open. And the body had like a one cent debt or something. And so it wasn't getting a proper burial. So this traveler pays the cent to have this stranger dead body like be buried properly. Years later down the road, uh, that traveler finds himself in a hardship. Mm-hmm. And the, that, the guy who had died, like the karmic reinvention, like this guy comes and helps out this guy. So it's a story of karma. Oh. I know I kind of just messed that up a little bit, but it's uh, it's a karma story on how you do nice things and you help your brothers out without expecting anything in return, and karma will take care of you some way. Mm. You're the the dead are grateful for you. You you live b- not for fear of death, but because of, of it. It, that you can live. Like you're honoring death in that way. You're honoring death. Yeah. And so I've had those anxiety moments like you're talking, like one when we were out in the desert and mm-hmm. all those stars were coming out. And oh, dude, that was wild. Um, I was having a big moment and it was rocking, you know, and it was uncomfortable. You really are start, fuck, fuck. Like it's, it's, this world is so big. The universe is so big. And then there's me and like, ah, and it gets so large. Yeah. And uh, the dead have always helped me when those feelings come around because it it's human to feel that way like you do get those feelings yeah <clears throat> i guess the trick is to not have aversion to it and not feel like yeah. you need to be in control of that feeling and having that yeah. feeling go away right like it's yeah. completely natural i know what you're talking about when those stars were coming out that night i was having like i, I don't know if i told you in that moment but i was having a panic attack like yeah the way it would just it seemed like all oh my it Stefan said it was like, uh, you're significantly insignificant along the lines of that. And looking up at just how expansive and capacious, like the galaxy is and how there's 400 billion stars, uh, in what is it? Or 200 billion planets. And there's possibly even 200 billion galaxies. Like it gets, you really start thinking about yourself in terms of, um, getting to like, you know, what you can have control over and then understanding your place in the universe being being uh, harmonizing with nature right so yeah no i think that is to loop that into spirituality when you think of like the big bang and like this one second this tiny molecule that just created this endlessness there 
is a comfort that could be found that there is something far bigger than you. Some people call it God. Some people call it Gaia. Some people just call it the cosmos. Yeah, the universe, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that is something. And you're more spiritual than myself. But I do find that understanding that there is some other thing, this giant endless force... And respecting that thing is spirituality to me. And that, um, it does help me get through the day. Yeah, yeah. Stephen King says that he believes in God. But I don't think it's in the, like, Judeo-Christian sense of God. I think it's in that, like, mm -hmm. the bigger, the, yeah. the thing, right. you know? The catalyst or whatever it would have created, right, right, the, the right. genesis of it. Um, so, I guess we would define spirituality uh, yeah, as uh, just... The quality of being concerned with that the human spirit or soul as opposed to the material or physical things in the universe. So I kind of want to lay down some foundational groundwork in terms of what I view for, you know, Eastern religion. Like there's some certain aspects of what I think has helped me in these times, uh, especially in moments of anxiety and, and things of that nature. So I want to start off with going through, uh, so we'll discuss Buddhism first, just kind of give you the bullet points, what they're about, uh, and then get into like Taoism after that, and then kind of some shared beliefs. So popping off with Buddhism. Best. All right. So it started about five to 600 BC in India. That's where it originated. Currently today, there's 300 million people that are practicing, um, possibly more that aren't really, you know, going to these polls and saying that they're Buddhists, but... Yeah. The idea being is, uh, so Buddha, you know, he dropped the Dharma, which is the truth. Um, and there was four noble truths to, to live by. And Buddha and was a, a prince. He was. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely do, we should do like its own Siddhartha type. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we okay. can blend Herman Hess into that too. Yeah. Kerouac wrote a book on the life of Buddha as well. Excellent. So the four noble truths in order here are, uh, there's Dukkha, which is suffering. And that just means that that's it. Dukkha suffering exists at a universal level the second truth is that desire slash craving is the desire or is is the cause of suffering the third one the third noble truth is that that all can be avoided by eliminating desire how easy right come on people stop fucking around do it right mm -hmm. the fourth one eightfold path that is the way to cure this thing so what is the eightfold path well i'll tell you real quickly it's having the right view intention livability Action, speech, mindfulness, effort, concentration. That's eight people. Count them up. That's eight. Mm -hmm. uh, and in, in, in doing so, by living that way, you do reach nirvana. So the Buddhists are all about enlightenment, which is just the awakening to the ultimate truth. They observe the impermanence of every event, just the kind of transitionary sandcastle of every situation that arises in the universe and so on. Uh, they're really into karma, which is every action dictates the their position in the next life. So they talk about that. We'll get to the um, we'll get to reincarnation here in a second. But switching gears a little bit, so that's Buddhism to kind of sum it up. And I I'm doing a very westernized version, secular of what I think the core concepts are. If anyone else has any ideas, reach out to us, buddybonanzatime at gmail dot com. Mm. All right, popping off. Taoism. What is Taoism, right? Yeah, I don't know much about Taoism. I want to tell you something about it. I want to know. I want to tell you right now, baby. Pray for me. Okay. Uh, so this was 500 BC is when this originated by a uh, philosopher, Lao Tzu. It, there's 
speculation as to whether or not he existed or not, as with anything back then, it's really hard to kind of concretely say that these people did write these things and exist. But for the sake of this conversation, let's just say this guy existed, right? So Taoism, what are they about? Well, they their whole philosophy on life is limit, living in harmony with nature by way of use of principles like acceptance, simplicity, compassion, experience, living in the moment, and lack of action, which is also referred to as Wu Wei. They, the yin-yang symbol that you see, that's Taoist. Mm. And so what that really means is there is like a, it's a paradoxical nature happening at the same time. So you got passive aggressive, you got dark light, masculine, feminine. Their whole idea is that there's a, a, a mutual rising and interdependence of all things and events. And that we must act in accordance to these patterns uh, of things as they exist. That's kind of their philosophy. And Tai Chi is a martial art type thing where you can channel the Chi to get... That encompasses the whole yin-yang. All right. So the reason why I kind of want to lay the groundwork for that is, you know, we can in turn take this as a way to use these principles and actions. I'm not saying this is like the silver bullet approach or, you know, this is like the end-all be-all to happiness. But I think we can adopt a lot of these and put it into our life. So... Some of the shared beliefs that they are about uh, would be definitely the kind of kindness and compassion for others, um, being present and mindful. They're all about meditation. Both of them are all about meditation and kind of that inward focus and that examine life. You know, well, what is it to be acting uh, harmoniously with nature, right? Uh, so they also are all about a peaceful approach for living a good life. Now, here's where they differ. There's a couple things that we'll talk about here. So, so the Buddhists, did dis, they just completely dismiss the whole existence of self. Like, there's no self at all. Um, it's just, you know, and as I guess modern neurologists are pointing out, we've talked about free will. The self is just a pattern of things happening, right, inside the brain. There is no thinker or CEO that's pulling all the controls. There's, you know, the prefrontal cortex that's allowing that last execution of will I kiss this girl? Will I not? Will I get, you know, like that's happening, but that's, it's all mechanisms and specific refinements of the brain that are taking place for that. So that's where they, that's where they differ. The existence of self, Taoism believes that there's an immortality of the soul. Uh, they view the concept of rebirth differently. Uh, the Buddhists want to break their cycle of rebirth by reaching nirvana. And I feel like if they were surrounding themselves in like the 90s grunge area in Seattle, they probably would have reached nirvana. Could you, but what a perfect name for a band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like incredible. Right. And it is a great it is a great name for a band. And the last real difference for them is karma, like Buddhists believe in karma. They believe in that every action dic dictates their position in the next in the next cycle of life. Well, once you transcend, once you reach that level of eminence, you are reaching nirvana and you break that cycle. Whereas Taoists believe they don't believe that there is a good and evil at all. They just believe that nature doesn't condemn or cast judgment upon good or bad people you're either living in the way of the Tao or you're not that's kind of their concept behind that so 
yeah, that's pretty much the foundational basis for this. And I may have left out a couple of details, but I think there's a lot of concept, a lot of like real life, you know, uh, we can definitely pull this in our life and make it be something that, you know, we could apply to our daily lives. So Alex, how do you feel about do you all that? I think spirituality uh, is to provide tools for one to live by? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, I definitely think so. That's a good question. I think the easiest way to do that is having the buy-in for a, they don't say this in the, in the Eightfold Path for Buddhists, but like, I think V should be views and values. Like, if you don't know what your values in life are, and you reach spirituality and you're like, okay, this is all like mysticism, woo-woo, um, mysterious totality. I have no idea. I'm just swimming in the nebulous, people. If you don't know what your values are, it's easy to get hooked to an idea that says, live your life this way. Here's the, here's the six-step plan to do this. It's like, well, okay, that's fine and all, but I do think that when you live that examined life versus that artificial life, spirituality can definitely help you out in terms of finding something that's grounding you. Like you feel grounded by the end of the day, something you can live by and be like, well, these principles I agree with and it makes me a better person. I practice, I'm, I'm more humble. I'm more kind. Like I think spirituality can definitely assist you in that, but you got to be clear with yourself and be honest, capital T truth, transparency and well T transparency and truth in like knowing what you actually are all about. Hmm. Spirituality, I feel, can can really like, you know, coalesce with that and make and make and make you feel like okay, if I live in accordance of these things that I believe in, these values and virtues, then, you know, I it's not it's it, and then the real thing I want to take away from this is like the secular aspect. It's not where you end up in an afterlife. Like that's why I appreciate this more than like Christianity or, or anything else. Is that you're purely in the present for these two. I mean, at a secular view, like there is, there is, you're not, you're not doing things in hopes of an afterlife. You're doing things because like in this present moment, you know, you're being the best person you can be. And you're spreading that message of like helping other people out, live a life that's full of meaning for them too. So that's, that's what I take out of spirituality. I think like Islam and Catholicism, you've got religions that are opiates for the masses. Yeah. And it's all about what's going to come after this life. Mm-hmm. And that is very much um, big brother juice. They're telling you how to live for this thing that can't be proved, but it's there because we're telling you it's there. And what I appreciate most about these Eastern religions, though they have withstood the test of time. I mean, these are ancient. The idea of sitting and just being quiet and meditating is ancient. I mean, Aristotle and Socrates, I'm sure they practiced this. They were walking meditators. So is Henry David Thoreau. Yeah. He's got a fantastic um, essay called Walking. And he talks about that. And it's about an hour read. And in and of itself, reading it is a meditation. It's an hour meditation just because, of course, the way yeah, Thoreau yeah. writes. But 
Um, and he breaks down like the word saunter. It's Latin or, you know, French derivative of like mm. a saunt terrier and uh, like a, a, to walk in glee or something, right? He, cool. it, it gets yeah. down like that. And I can agree with that. I think, I think that's why working out and just moving your body is a great way to right. uh, make you yourself feel better because of that reason. Mm-hmm. I do... And we do talk about Kerouac and the dead a lot, and these are ruffian people. These are drug users. These are hell's angels. You know, these are not good people, necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not bad either, but by Western standards, especially at the time, these were outlaws. Outlaws. They're Buddhist outlaws. They're, you know, and <laughs> a that's Buddhist outlaw. That's well, yeah. we live in a uh, a Christian society for sure. I mean, yeah. what year is it, right? Louis C.K. had that whole bit. Yeah. Like it's two thousand. The Christians won. Like right. we, it's not year, whatever. We mark our time based on based on the AD, Christian. BC. Yeah, 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 right. I'm with you. And that is just like the Super Bowl. That is Big Brother to me. It's that you do this and uh, things will be okay later on. I have a big problem with that. Just like I have people, same thing in the workforce. Someone tries to tell me that, like, I don't know where exactly where I was about to go with that. Are, but... you, are you are you talking about the dangling the carrot in front of you, kind of a way, like to kind of yeah, get back to like it's it's, and like Scientology is a great example too. Or um, what's the other one? Joseph Smith, Mormons, Mormons, yeah. It's other people telling you that there's something else, and they're not encouraging you to challenge that. Buddhism and Taoism, the challenge is to do it on your own, to see what you yourself find out. And that is not Big Brother. That is saying, go and find out for yourself. A lot of these other religions are saying, absolutely do not do that. They are wrong. We are right. Yeah. And, 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 they, and they came after. And, that, and, and they, and came, they after. came after. And that yeah. is poison. That yeah. is a pollutant because... Now you have people leading, the blind leading the blind. Yeah. And every single person, no matter what your circumstance, economic, handicaps, uh, blind, deaf, anything, we all have the capacity to look inward, close our eyes. Mm -hmm. It exists. And when Jody was over the other day, we were talking about, uh, and this would tie in with the desert, the physical world, what we look at, what we perceive mm-hmm. is endlessly amazing and uh, vast. But to me, as an individual, everything I experience is in my head. So what's in my head is just as real or more than what I'm looking at. And if you don't look in and realize start to realize that that you you are part of this what is in your head is part of it it is part of it Mm -hmm. and sync up your wavelength with the external and the internal to find what i would assume nirvana is Mm -hmm. where you're in you've come to a place internally through deep thought and meditation or deep no thought i should say yeah just that pure complete releasing this idea of who we are letting that frontal cortex kind of slow itself down yeah and harmonizing with mother nature because we're humans everything we look at is through the lens of a human 
there were things, there were dinosaurs, you know, we had humans 5,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago. And mm-hmm. we only think of the past 100 years. Yeah. And I'm like, That's it's true. like a forward moving line train that like Christianity has it right. Keep following this. Uh, Scientology has the answers. Give us money. Keep, and we don't tax these you know, the, yeah. it's just, uh, I have a gripe with the whole damn thing, but I know when I practice meditation and I learn about the Buddha and things like this, I don't feel like I need answers, but I am seeking and they help me focus what to seek on. And I think It'll be the last plug of the day of the Grateful Dead, but their music is a lot like that too, because as it's happening, much like Kerouac, which by the way, on the last podcast, I said it was like six or eight feet long, Jack Kerouac's scroll, yeah, how much, it's 124, much oh, yeah, 124 yeah, feet. That sounds right. Um, but that is much more realistic. It's that free form yeah. that's just there and they don't know where it's going. You don't know where it's going. But it's better than that two minute pop music, the the, the Christianity, the... No, I, 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 I'm rambling a no, bit. No, you're not. I mean, I, but I, I, I grok you because. Oh, fucking great reference. I grok you because I know what that, I know, I know what you're talking about. And that's in terms of applying these things to your life, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, Alex and Jared or Captain Woo Woo have all the answers. Cause I know some of this is a little esoteric and out there and, you know, it's just that we find that value behind these things. And I think a part of me that turned me on to the dead recently was because I was so immersed in this sort of Buddhism, uh, Taoism. Like we we go east in search of spirituality, yet the people that are born in India go west in terms of like education and mm-hmm. um, financial opportunities, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, always, it's it's that grass is greener look. But, you know, if you're... If your desire is to stop desires, well, that you're creating your own desire again, right? So I think we should take a few minutes to uh, kind of unpack desire. Sure. Because desire has, desire is thinking things are going to go one way and then they don't go that way. You desired an outcome, you desired a physical object, you desired something, and it didn't happen. Now you have not fulfilled a desire, and you feel instead sad. Yeah, unfulfilled. In relationships, this happens all the time. One person expects this, another expects that, and both are desiring outcomes. And so to kill desire, you know, like when someone dies, we desire them to still live. Yeah. Yeah. We desire that. Alan Watts, I know you were probably going to mention this, but he talks about this at length. And when someone dies, you wish they didn't. Mm -hmm. That is a desire. It is a desire, yeah. You will hold on to that. Versus um, if you had noticed, if it just happen as we know it does right and yes we have to mourn in our ways but we can make the dead grateful we can not only hold on to oh this person how how could they have died and i I desired a better past and a better future and all that 
No, that that was the course of life. Be thankful you're even here. Like that 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 Mark Twain quote of just you know I've been perfectly content yeah. for billions of years before I was born. Like yeah. I don't fear death, but it's a great quote. Um, that that is, and I know I'm not explaining it great, but desire is endless. Desire is turtles all the way down. Yeah, you know, it's not just a physical thing like an Xbox. It's desire to have sex. Desire to live somewhere else desire to make more money desire to uh talk this way instead of that anything yeah i mean i think a good word for it too is attachment and yeah. and we're we're attached to these outcomes we're attached to you know as we developed uh you know with with you know um anthropology just kind of the 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 general interest in all this was to you know eat and procreate and shit that was <laughs> yeah and then ad infinitum you know like that was it so like, i'm trying yeah <laughs> out of the three it's you and me in this room which one are you doing right now because that's a new rug yeah and yeah, i hope you're not yeah, shitting i took a big deuce just before oh god made, made room for these shots oh my god <laughs> so 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 uh, getting to so getting to getting to this unfulfilled life of like we're constantly yeah. our desire for desires if we're able to at least be mindful of each desire all right so you come up so the 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 problem the the issue i guess i have with this is that it's so tied to the dopamine you know like dopamine also yes it is like a hit of release of like oh that's exciting but it's also like what creates our energy it gives us motivation to go to the gym go to work like you're getting a you know like even if it's a, a job you've gone to for five years you're still Dopamine is responsible for the factor for the factor of like getting up and doing the damn thing like that is so it's like I think I think not having grandiose expectations and creating this sort of un you know unfulfilling prophecy of of what happiness is like happiness is such a fleeting feeling that if we're only attached to this concept of someone smiling in their car thinking of, oh my gosh, I have this new car, I got all these friends, I got Instagram, people love me. Like, if that's what your view of happiness is, it's a fleeting moment. It's going to be gone in a second, right? So it's that, I guess, looping back to what I started appreciating about the dead. I think I mentioned that earlier, that it was, you know, the ethos of the 60s, like this counterculture, like what they're representing, though what's much bigger than a band infinitely it, it was it was that beat nick to hippie movement that like it's they said it really eloquently it might have been jerry that said it but it was like we knew that it was going somewhere we knew that it was building up this the something was going something happen. was happening and it's that it's that level i think they were all uh, aligned in their in their spiritual movement in life of like this is, this is so something's gonna happen. This counter, this this movement, we are just completely emanating. We're at this like level of vibration that we're all harmonizing with each other. It's not it's not like there's issues within the band, but like they knew that that message that they had collectively had to be displayed out, and 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 what they brought with them was like, yeah, sure, it's the music, but it's also what the message behind it. And I know for a fact that it's a lot of Buddhist, Taoist type yes. principles. And I don't know the band that well. And because, you know, On the Road was the book right. of books for them, 
And the big part of this that we're not mentioning is, in fact, psychedelics. Oh, yeah. They were... If one has had a psychedelic experience, a true psychedelic experience, I mean like ayahuasca, acid, a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, I, DMT. I, I, I don't yeah. mean just like kind of getting high. I mean like you are fucking gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you, no matter what, when you come back, you are different. No matter what, just because you will never forget it. The, yeah. the, it, it, it exists. And they were able to... At the formation of the band, at the like peak of this social, you know, the, the the cultural zeitgeist, this feeling in the air, things are gonna change. They dissolve their egos through uh acid's terrifying. I've done it once mm-hmm. only, and I did it earlier this year. And I wouldn't say it's fun, and I also wouldn't say it's scary, but uh I don't know if I'll do it again. I mean, it's it's a lot. It is a fucking lot. There's no doubt about it. And to willingly go and down that path day after day and like try to work with other people for a bigger purpose, that is a lot of struggle. That is not fun and easy journeys. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a lot of darkness, yeah. a lot. But, you know, Phil Lesh says it so beautifully at the same time when they were doing this, dissolving their egos, creating this we are better as a hand. Each of us is a finger and together we are a fist. Uh, Phil says it really beautifully. He's like, they all understood that at the time that that was happening. Like, okay, we all together are making more of an impact. If you, and this is the verbatim quote, if you listen very carefully and you react meaningfully, things will happen. And they were all on that same page. And so were the people at the concerts. That's mm-hmm. why if you were at any dead show, you were a part of the band for that moment of history. Mm-hmm. Because you understood that too with them. There was no wall. There wasn't a partition mm-hmm. between the stage and the audience. It was all one. And uh, John Mayer, when he joined the dead, we'll do a whole episode on this. I don't want to always harp on these guys. But they do tie in very well with... Go ahead. You mean go have a drink out of the box of yeah. this wine? <laughs> that looked pretty cool, by the way. Yeah, I know. Jared just put the spout right up to his mouth from this box of wine, and he's... Uh, no, but I, Alex, what you're doing is you're applying um, modern principles of like what these core concepts are to this day, to this... Yeah. How, yeah. It, how it affects us, you know, sonically, you know, with music, like, you know, the Grateful Dead, you know, whatever. Even if you don't, even if you don't jive with that type of music, it's, it's what what it represented for, you know, tying these concepts into like, a, a, a you know, modernity, you know, what we consider the modern life. And I do think with meditation, right, with with mindfulness, like, yeah. you know, um, this new philosophy I kind of adopted, I, I it's meaningfully and mindfully seek out wisdom, experience and connection to reach human or conscious flourishing, because Conscious flourishing, if you look at a rock, you may not sympathize with a rock having much thoughts or emotions, but like you see an insect, you see an animal, you see a homeless person, you see yourself, parents, whatever. There is, and there is, you could see a level of consciousness. And if all of us didn't have that at a, at a, a complete, like an atomized level or a cellular level of us wanting to be the best flourishing version of ourselves, we wouldn't exist. Right. Like these things wouldn't be created. The, you know, there was a striving for 
survival. There's a striving for existence. And that in, in terms of spirituality, like how we can tie this up is that like we can find other people that are on this way of like, you know, um, that sort of cohesion of, okay, we're all in the same kind of astral plane. We're all in the similar vibration, right? I.E. the dead, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess getting to these points, finding like right now, like with you, Sam, Stefan, like harmony, finding these people in your life that share these concepts and know that like there's this examine life, right? We can get into that. Like what is an examine life? And for me, it's like, it's that conscious awareness of looking inward and seeing, okay, what are my core values and virtues? What are my concepts that I live by? How do I, how am I displayed in front of friends and family and coworkers? Like, am I representing someone that I would respect and value, right? So if I'm not, I need to kind of define that. And you, and you gotta be specific about these things because it's like values and virtues can mean anything to anyone. And I think we need to be finding a way that it's it's that collective uh, human flourish or conscious flourish. I keep saying human, but like I, I picture a lot of humans when I say this. So like it's that is the genetic interest in everyone and at any point at a cellular level. Like everything we're all here right now because there was a part in a cellular level that says I need to expand, I need to exist, I need to live. Atoms are created, uh, cells are created, uh, immune systems are created. We're all here now. Let's create the best version of what flourishing could mean. Let's transcend what the definition already is into something that we can all relate to and vibe with. And that might look different for certain individuals, but if we understand that like behind politics, behind any sort of money issues, behind bureaucracy, anything of this like bureaucratic red tape we have to cross like if we just acknowledge that we aspire for human slash conscious flourishing this world would be a better place mm-hmm. is getting the homeless home or, mm-hmm. or or um what is the right term for that unhomed unhomed homed yeah that's a good start yeah. the, the 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 mentally um the People that have just the not the ability to, um, I guess, mental illness would be another version of yeah. what I'm trying to say is yeah. like creating an environment for them to flourish, right? Like and it goes the, and the autistic community. Absolutely, you just read Neurotribes. Mm-hmm. I know you probably yeah. have um, thoughts on this as well. Yeah, that that for sure will have to be its its own. But the stigma attached to all these things, like understanding that, like. Okay, so I guess going back into the perspective of things, right? Like you are your big star in your own show, right? Like you, yeah. through your lens and optics of the situation, you think you are the subject and everyone else is objects. So we also have pitched a couple of times, uh, David Foster Wallace, This Is Water. Uh, he talks all about this really well. Um, he makes it much more understandable than than we are but uh, we all are stars of our own show and try as we might to empathize and, you know, we, we are only coming to our conclusions based on our own experience. And what was I just going to say about that? 
We're talking about perspective. We're talking yeah, about yeah, perspective. Oh, and doing psychedelics a couple of times for me had reminds you, or maybe even tells you for the first time that there is this human experience. We are the star of this human show. Things are happening. But equally true is you are a part of the earth. You are of the soil. You are of the worms, of the beetles, of, you know, the the snakes and the trees and the wind. It is all connected. Mm -hmm. Tom Robbins talks about this really well in um, Still Life with Woodpecker, with the relationship with just a pack of cigarettes, right? (laughs) And then he further does it in, of course, Jitterbug Perfume, but... Um, Kesey talked a lot about this too. Like anything could be beautiful. And Kesey even said this, like that, the way the cup of coffee in front of you is, Mm. it just is. And to remember that you are a star of your show. Well, you can't ever forget that. That's forced on you all the time. It's not to remember that. It's to remember that you are part of an ecosystem that has, that, that, that exists in space. Mm -hmm. That is God. And that is why me and the doorknob and the the ant truly are all one. Mm-hmm. I don't see their point, any other point of view except my own. So it's hard for me to keep that in mind. Right. But meditation, spirituality slows down my heartbeat enough. I can kind of step back enough to get closer to that equilibrium with the world that's happening outside my mind. And the world that's happening in my mind. And there is peace there that I will forever seek. If I can get there, if I can... And it's not the destination, of course, it's the journey. I mean, there's no way to possibly know what happiness is. None of us will ever truly be happy. Truly. But can you can you be happy pushing the boulder up? Can you be happy every day? Can you forgive people that have harmed you because yeah. when you think of that person is, is, is everything you think about the weight of all they've done and all the things that could have been and how they've wronged you, you could never meet them where they're at today. Jody helped me. My brother Jody helped me understand that. And uh, if you don't practice meditation and um, spirituality on whatever mm-hmm. plane, you might not ever be able to truly forgive anyone and especially the ones the ones who need forgiveness the most are the ones who've hurt you the most that you absolutely do not want to forgive Mm -hmm. but if you don't forgive them you're you're going to be a hypocrite and you're not going to be able to ascend yeah that's that's awesome thank you for sharing yeah yeah yeah. that's that's beautifully said and I, i do think that that is a something we can look into you know the meditation Oh my God! I might take a shot after my soliloquy. That was a nice soliloquy, baby. What is cheers? It? Cheers, babies. Uh, yeah, I think I think with meditation and the meta meta kindness of doing that in terms of finding out what you know, the, Sam Harris does a great job of explaining this in some of his meditation practices and courses through the waking up or waking up app, I should say. He gets into um, starting off small, you know, maybe it's the barista that gave you some attitude at the door, whatever, you know, I, I think starting small with understanding that like 
feeling compassion for them, feeling feeling their situation out rather than be like, me. Getting I, cut off on the freeway yeah, is the big one. It's me. They did this to me. It's my own ego, right? And yes. the Buddhists would say, dissolve that. Let go yeah. of the ego. Transcend. I understand that the ego, you you are not that, right? Like that is that is just the construct in our minds of like what we believe. Like there is just neurocircuitry happening inside the brain at any moment that's firing off synapses and some are slower than others and we we can look at this in terms in tandem with you know um neurologists and buddhism and and the fact that buddhism came up with a lot of this stuff that's like ringing true on a daily basis like yeah. they were saying this 500 bc like in terms of like desire and all these things like they're fmri imaging a lot of the stuff that like there is no self it's just and, and buddha as I mentioned earlier, was a prince. He, he was, was wealthy. Yeah, very he had wealthy. the world given yeah. to him. Yeah. A, a happy life was guaranteed. Well, yeah. Lots and, of desire. And he yeah. chose to sit under the Bodha tree for mm. 49 days, you know, to go, um, there's a, t- a term for that. Sturgill sings about it too. Um, but it, what is that? The, the Bardo. Oh, that's what it's called. I think that's what that's called. Okay. Um, yeah, but but starving, like just completely, just nothing fasting, just, and yeah. you had everything, but you're doing that to seek something else right. that was probably a, a good move on Buddha's part, for sure. I mean, I think I think this is a great transition. I think this is a great episode in terms of like Christmas is coming up, yeah, and the desire and and the thought. Well, I I, I want to get these expensive presents, and I gotta max up my credit card because my family. Like, I mean, I think most retail places hate me. I think most online places hate me. I'm not good for the economy because I don't buy into the bullshit. I don't. Well, that's because you're... We don't live the straight life. Right. And because of that, the cards are stacked against us. We're always going to... Debt's going to somehow always be a part of our life until we force ourselves to edu- You know, to learn how money works and you know because no one is going to tell us this we're not the 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 system is not meant to help people like you and i flourish no you know we're we're typecast you know and that is uh i get comfort knowing that we all struggle together all the people i love and admire the exact same broke against the streamers yeah i mean i would go even above saying that like because the monetary value judgment we're associating with and what i was getting at was that like christmas is coming up but i mean that like we can do this at a conscious level of spending right like Mm -hmm. we don't have to you know like go in debt for this christmas coming up we can be very conscious and aware of what we are doing and and the most meaningful is not the most expensive right the most the most impactful you can have on someone's life does not have to be you swiping your credit card at a at a i don't know bed bath and beyond or macy's i don't shop at i don't shop at malls i don't know it just i i have found a level of comfort in knowing that this i call it the examined life but call it what you want it's just taking these principles of things that says just evaluate where you're at you know you constantly striving to to uh you know keep up with the joneses or do you feel like your level of worth is attached to a social media platform like 
surpassing that, you know, getting past all that bullshit. What is, what is your goals in life? What is your meaning? What are your values? Are you living by that every day consciously? Are you aware that like what your actions are can, can impact others around you? Like if it's not happening and I'm guilty of this, I'm not, I'm not proselytizing here. I'm not saying that I've achieved Nirvana. You know, I'm not in the nineties at the grunge area in Seattle (laughs) Fuck that. No, I'm just oh, that saying. That would have been incredible, though. I am just saying, people, just be aware of every action decision in life. How you show up in your relationships. You get a busy, stressful day of work. You come home. Maybe meditate 10 minutes before talking to your significant other, you know? Maybe maybe get out in nature, right? Maybe maybe take the family out in nature rather than, you know, the whatever it is. This, this, this arbitrary... Uh, goal of, of where you think your dopamine levels are going to rise at. Like, I think we can do this at the most simplistic and the most, um, the ease, you know, the, the, the ease of the path going through and the path of least resistance, I think. I think the best gift you could ever give someone is your attention. That's awesome. And truly listening, you know, not just reacting. Because we all, if, if we're lucky, we've had someone truly listen to us. And we know when we're talking to that person, mm-hmm. it's like an Althea by the dead can't talk to you without talking to me. You're talking to you when you're talking to a really good listener. And that's why a really good listener doesn't even have to talk. You know? And you will give a gift. Because most people don't get that. Most people don't, um, you know, most people you bump into in the street are going to be starring in the show. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, um, that was a, that was an interesting perspective that happened recently when Jody came over, we're talking about the star of the show and I feel that was a great conversation. And I feel like, um, I feel like the star of the show is obviously is who wronged me. Me, me, me. The fingers pointing back at us. The selfish, the entitlement, yeah. the the attachment to a certain outcome or, or value or whatever it may be. I think we all need to just be aware of that. And we're all very guilty of it. But I guess for pointers to kind of yeah. wrap it up here is that I would recommend definitely. I mean, if you could just get 10 minutes of your day. To set aside... If you've never meditated ever in your life, I challenge you to do it for 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, getting... You don't... I mean, there's a free... Okay, there's a there's a one-month free waking up app course. Email us, buddybonanzatime at gmail.com. I will send the information to you. Um, you get one month free, but try not... I mean, if you, even if you only do it for like five days out of the month, I mean, you guys... The, the neurogenesis and of the connecting of all the pathways in the brain, there's, there's uh, gray matter, your concentration will improve. The, the more you do it, the best you will show up yeah. in your life. We advocate self-reflection and uh, mindfulness and, uh, you know, the, the, the karmic return of paying the, the, the one cent debt to make sure that this stranger's body gets buried properly. We believe in that, and we don't know the answers, but we at least can have conversations that I can't have with other people in my life that 
aren't on this wavelength with me. And uh, it's especially around Christmas, like Jared was saying, for some people, Christmas is the happiest time of the year. For others, it's the absolute worst. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Le Guin, The Left-Handed Darkness, fantastic book. But if you recall, when they actually like get to the poem of what that means, The Left-Handed Darkness, much like Taoist, it's the right hand of lightness holds the left hand of darkness. Mm, in tandem. They they lie next to each other, yeah. and that is the ah, that's cool. The hand in hand. Ah, I never do that. That's beautiful. That is that is beautiful. Um, I think I think um, in these times, I do want to leave just a couple words, um, just to kind of help everyone out because it's helped me out. And if anything, this is just a refresher for myself to keep practicing this. But yeah, same. Uh, the mindfulness, the, you know, the meditation, um, for sure, hundred percent, at least once a day. Uh, I think just being aware of every, if you catch yourself ruminating or uh, you know, any sort of level of the brain that's just like you're stuck in this narrative, in this loop pattern, just be aware of it. Now, don't cast judgment. Don't cast judgment. Just be aware of it and be like, okay, I caught it. And the more often you do that, the better you will be. Journaling is another great way to kind of relieve the stress of anxious thoughts. You know, this is a sad time for some this time of year and i, I kind of want to be there to i'm not saying these are the solutions i'm just saying this is what's helped me and us and uh exercise is huge exercise is a big one um yeah mindfulness journaling exercise creating a uh, community a connection seek out wisdom seek out any sort of way you can improve even if it's just like learning history i mean there's like a there is a reward center based around this in terms of the better you you f- you know the better you feel the better you show up in your relationships with others and that could inspire and be positively contagious to the people that are in your intimate circle right i'll i'll end with all these um practices and techniques are to help destroy big brother and whatever that means it's to destroy society the world telling you one thing and not encouraging you to figure it out for yourself and in the words of the incredible connor oberst you can't break out of a circle that you never knew you were in find out break out of that circle people because if you don't know you're in it, learn that you're in it so you can learn to break out. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So we this I love how this direct I love how this podcast episode took such like a it yeah. felt good. It felt good. I, we got the message across. I got my shot in me. I'm on my second drink. Got the message out. All right. Anything else you want me to turn on? Uh... No, I think uh I think just the plug. I mean, do you have anything you want to plug into this? Well, I would plug Attempting to meditate, even just 10 minutes. And I'm not the best at it. I have been doing it, but uh, if you've never done it, sit, close your eyes for 10 minutes and just count your breaths in, out. That's it. That That's all I would plug. Cool. Uh, Alan Watts is what I'm going to plug. The Alan Watts Audio Experience. You can find it on Spotify at least. Probably iTunes too. But he gets into... <sighs> Man, I've just, I've, I feel like I... I have everyone on base when I listen to Alan Watts. Yeah, Alan Watts and an and uh, Ram Dass's "Be Here Now" podcast is good too. A little more meta, a little more heady than Alan Watts, but um, 
Alan Watts does a great job of like taking these concepts of like anxiety or where are we at in life? What is the meaning of life? What is what are principles I can live by to live a more meaningful life, right? And if you're like truly like okay, these guys have been blabbering this whole time. I don't you know, I don't know. I just I like my Starbucks drinks and I like to go to work and I have friends I drink with. Like, cool. Like, that's that's fine. But like... This might not be for you. Yeah, it might not be for you. But like, maybe there is an element of you that's reaching that level of transcendence in terms of like understanding these kind of traps we get into in life. And he does a great job of... Listen to a few of them because some of them are more engaging than others. I mean, he does incorporate a little bit of humor in it. I mean, Alan Watts will do... I'm going to say this right now. We're going to do... A, his own ex episode for sure. Yeah, that gives me time to study yeah. up on him too. Yeah. So anyways, that's what I want to plug in. Uh, this is Buddy Bonanza, a variety show podcast, comedy, culture, connection, and spirituality at this point. Yeah. Another one in the bank. Cheers, huh? Yeah. Let's Cheers, brother. You know, it's funny. Cheers and sip. Mm-hmm. Some of the feedback I like that we've been getting is like when we drink and we have those, especially when I, you guys made me drink alone. We've been hearing that like people are drinking in solidarity with us. Yeah, that is cool. So keep that up, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, if <laughs> keep drinking, guys. Spirituality and wine—it's not that hard to do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just get drunk. Yeah, I mean, just just but be mindful of it and be a good drinker. Okay, you know, love love your kitties, right? Pet them. Pup, yeah, rub their belly. Uh, make sure they have a nice stocking stuffer treat. Right? And everyone, join us because we are going to do a Christmas episode. So we are reading uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. So Jared and I have both already read it. And I am now reading it out loud to Sam and our friend Dave on Skype. Okay. And we are also at the end of that book, which is 100 pages. We're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life, mm. one of the all-time greatest movies ever made. I fucking guarantee you, if you read that book and you watch that movie, you will have a Merry Christmas, even if you don't get a single fucking gift. Yeah, absolutely. And you have one week because we're going to drop one episode a week on Wednesdays until I say otherwise. But so we're going to have you're going to have one week from the release of this episode to get Charles Dickens Christmas Carol India and It's a Wonderful Life. And meet us here next week where we discuss what Christmas means to us and yeah, how and how, how we attach to it. And then we'll discuss those two things. So this will be an awesome time. Anyways, love oh. pe yeah, just love people, touch things. I don't know. What yeah, and then have people touch me. <laughs> okay. All right. I am <laughs> Captain Woo Woo. I'm Rambo, baby. Love you guys. I love you. Bye-bye.